This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Sounding the alarm, Pastor warns in his message, Planting Seed in Fertile Soil, that there's heart trouble in the body of Christ. As that body, the church, we're being warned that we're sick and need healing from our heart trouble. Like a prosperous farmer, God has created man to use the tools he's been given to produce a good crop. Using simple, everyday language and the example of a farmer who plants crops, the heart needing healing is a man's spirit. The seed planted is the Word of God, and the soil into which the seed is being planted is the condition of that man's heart. Even good seed planted in poor soil will always produce poor crops. Why? The seed, or God's Word, is always good, so the condition of the soil must be producing the bad crops. Therefore, Pastor asks, into what kind of soil is your seed being planted? What is the condition of your heart? Many of you have heard me tell the story over and over again about years ago when there was a group of people that rose up against me and left the church and tried to do, do me harm and do this church harm. And this is going back to almost 20 years ago now. It was a long time ago, but I will never forget the lessons that I learned. And I learned a very valuable lesson during that time. Uh, I didn't realize it, but my heart had gotten hardened and it was starting to get hardened by the day, more hardened by the day. And I can remember I was in Florida at a convention at a meeting with a bunch of uh, ministers and we were sitting in the lobby. I remember it like yesterday, sitting in the lobby on these big couches and we were all talking and I was just going on and on and on about some of the things that have been going on in my life. And, and boy, I'll tell you what, truly that verse is so true that says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Your heart will reveal you. Your heart will reveal you. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, will mouth will speak. So all of a sudden, one of my friends jumps up and he says, Ray, listen to yourself. Do you hear what you're saying and what you sound like? He said, you're a better man than this. Don't let this get to you. This is hardening you. And I thought, whoa, it was like somebody came and went, smacked me right in the face. Thank God for good friends that'll be honest with you. Smacked me right in the face and knocked me. I mean, it was like, whoa, what did I just say? But I began to realize that my heart started to get hardened because of what people had done to me, because of the disappointments of life, because I was maligned and used and abused and spoken harshly about when there was no reason, all misunderstanding. My heart started to get hardened. Well, the Bible says, Jesus just taught this. He said, the seed fell upon that soil and the devil immediately came in and stole that word. See, if you have a hardened heart, you can sit here and I can throw all the seed in the world on you. The devil comes in and immediately snatches that thing up. You become cynical. You become mistrusting. You become, uh, you become absolutely and totally spiritually dull. You cannot receive the effects of the, of the word because your heart gets in a hardened position. And anything can cause a hardened heart. It's usually because of what people do. It's usually because of that kind of stuff. But anything can harden your heart. 
And you've got to be very, very careful because he said the seed falls on it and immediately the devil comes in. And so, so if you want to open up your life, if you want to open up the door to the enemy in your life, then go ahead and get a hardened heart because he will, he will show up immediately. Not even in a little while. He said immediately comes in and snatches that seed because the, see the devil knows the effectiveness of God's word. The devil knows that this has power to change your life. The devil knows that this word is living, it's active, it's alive, it produces, it changes lives, it develops you into something that you couldn't be on your own. It'll bring things in your life that you can never achieve on your own. You'll go places and do things that otherwise would never be possible but for the word of God, but for this awesome seed of the word of God, these things would never be possible in a human's life. The devil knows how awesome this is, and he's just looking for an opportunity to snatch this seed out of your life. That's why he says, hardened heart immediately comes. So you got to be very, very careful that you don't let people, you don't let circumstances, situations, whatever it be, get your heart hardened because the seed is not going to work. You can sit in church all you want, but the seed is never going to gain entrance, never going to get there because your heart has become hardened in it, and, and, and the devil just comes in and messes up. So one of the things we all pray for, for ourselves, God, I just want, and I pray this all the time. That's when back then I started praying when I got revelation of this. I started praying, Lord, I forgive everybody of everything. I don't, wanna, I don't hold anything against anybody. Help me get over the emotional part of this, Lord. I just submit it to you. We'll work it out together. We'll get over it. But I'm not even going to think about what happened or the people. I'm just going to go on and serve you and rise above it all and just continue to do what you called me to do. Because I didn't want to get a hardened heart. I don't know about you, I don't know about you, but I need the word working in my life. I, I want more results. I'm happy, but I'm not finished. I said I'm happy, but I'm not finished. I'm satisfied, but I'm not totally done yet. Come on, how about you? I'm not there yet. There's more that I need, more that I want, more that I desire that God would do in my life. My, my responsibility is to keep my heart soft and pliable and not allow the issues of life to harden me in that way. Amen. So then he goes on in verse 16, he says, these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness and they have no root in themselves. And so they endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. So now, the first heart is the wayside. We call it the hard-hearted Christian. This second soil, he said, it falls upon a rocky ground. Now, when I, my first hearing of this, I thought, well, it must, mean, it must mean dirt with a lot of rocks in it. Well, I did a little deeper investigation, and I come to find that really what it means, the original, from what I could find, in the original language, what it meant was that it was a massive area of rock with a very thin layer of soil on it. In other words, the soil didn't go very deep. It was shallow ground. So this second kind of Christian that Jesus is identifying uh, through, that, through the understanding of what this means is that this is a shallow Christian. They don't go deep. It's time to go deep with God. I said it's time to go deep with God. You see, they hear the word and they're all excited and they're all rejoicing and happy and clappy about it. 
But soon as some persecution comes, soon as a little testing comes, soon as a little trouble comes, soon as the heat's turned on, immediately they just shrivel up and they're gone. Why? Because there was no depth to them. Their heart was a shallow heart. Those are the kind of people that just want to know what they can get from God, but they don't want to give a darn thing. It's all about me, 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 I, myself. It's shallow. It doesn't go deep. Jesus said the seed fell upon this rocky, shallow ground and it got excited when it heard the word. But then when trouble came, when persecution came, when the, when the heat came, it just shriveled up, it dried up and it could not exist because it had no depth. It had no depth to itself. You see, the condition, the, the effectiveness of the seed depends upon the condition of the soil. It can't produce in that hard ground, and it certainly can't produce in shallow ground. That's why I labor as a pastor to try to bring you to a deeper experience with the living God. Because I understand in my own life, I've experienced this, that you've got to go deep in these things. You, 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 can't, you can't be shallow. You can't be just a Christian that comes in and goes through the gyrations every week and runs out and thinks that that's, gonna, that's enough. If you're here because you like the music, praise God that you like the music, but that's not going to change your life. It's the word of God that's going to change your life. See, tomorrow, if I got up and I said, I said this, I said, you know what, folks? We're not going to have a music team anymore. We're going to play some tapes, sing, sing a song or two, or listen, we'll clap, and we're going to... That shouldn't change you at all, because you're not here for the music. You're here for the, for the word of God that's going to change your life. You know, same thing, sometimes young people come, and they're more interested in, 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 in the guys or the girls. That's shallow. That can't produce in your life. You've got to be serious about this walk with God. You've got to be serious about that. In life, you can't get anything done unless you're serious about it. If there's no seriousness, there'll be no good results. And it's the same way spiritually with the things of God. And that's what Jesus is getting to. He's saying the seed is powerful. The seed will produce. The seed can change. The seed can grow things in your life. It can do all kinds of things in your life, but you've got to get serious about your heart because your heart is the soil upon which this seed is sown. And if there were a message that I want to get to the body of Christ is get your heart right. Keep your heart soft and pliable and humble in the hands of God so that the seed can begin to produce in your life the way that God intended for it to produce. So he said the rocky ground, that would be the shallow Christian. There's no depth to them. They happy clappy, love it. But the minute that a little pressure comes, they're out the door, they're gone and they give up. They're never going to produce. You're never going to produce that way. Just because you got the word today doesn't mean everything's going to be better tomorrow. It takes time. It took you 40 years, 50 years, 30 years to get into the mess you're in. You expect God to just miraculously move you out in one day? I don't think so. Don't work like that. Because you would never appreciate what faith is. You would never appreciate how God works so slowly and deliberately and accurately in our lives. How the word takes time. You know, there is some seed in our life that sprout up and, and give forth a, a harvest real quick. Like string beans. Amazing. You could do two, three crops of string beans in one short season up here in the Northeast. But now, now string bean just pops up. You get one crop of string beans and it shrivels up and it dies. When you plant an apple seed in the ground, it takes a long time for that seed to grow into a tree that produces apples. But once that 
seed produces a tree, grows to be a tree, and starts to produce apples, that thing will produce apples for hundreds of years, quite possibly. For years. I don't know if it's hundreds, but for years it will produce apples and you never have to plant that seed again. And that's how God's word is. That's why you can't just be a sometimes Christian. You got to be an everyday Christian. You can't just play around with this stuff. In for, in for two, out for three, up for one, down for four, in church, out of church, following, following the Lord, not following. You got to be serious. And that's what Jesus is getting to. He said, you're never going to get anywhere with a shallow heart. Never going to happen. All right. Anybody getting anything out of this? All right. Now, verse 18. Now, these are the ones sown among the thorns. They're the ones who hear the word, but the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. We're talking about three different types of soil, and we can't even get can't get any results. Why? You have the hard-hearted Christian, you have the shallow Christian, and now he describes the encumbered Christian, and I would say that that's where a lot of us are. We love God, we're not shallow, we're deep, our heart is not hardened, we forgive, you know, we, we don't let those things, but we fall into this category called the, what I call the preoccupied Christian. The ones that are preoccupied with the cares of this world, with the deceitfulness of wealth, there's nothing wrong with wealth as long as it doesn't own you, as long as you're not worshiping it. Money is nothing other than a tool to get the job done, to get the things you need, want, and desire. It's just a tool. That's all it is. It's not to be worshiped. It's not to be, you know, bowed down to. Uh, you're, you're, the only thing you ought to be worshiping is God and God himself. And he said that there are people that are so encumbered with the cares of life and the cares of this world that they become so distracted. And he said the seed falls in there, but it gets choked out. In other words, all the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things become more important and stronger than the seed that's trying to take hold in your life. And we live in, very distracted, in a very distracted time. There's all kinds of things going on, politically speaking. Let's just talk about that for a minute. Let me get this off my chest because it's been on my chest and I just want to get it off and let it fall where it falls. But, you know, there's all this division in America and it's also fallen into the church where people are so uh, vehemently opposed to, to one another and all this stuff about this and that and the other thing. Let me tell you what, if you're getting sucked into all of that, you are a distracted Christian. It doesn't matter who is the president. It doesn't matter who is in office. It doesn't matter. Your attention needs to be on the word of God. My Bible says pray for those who are in authority. That's what you ought to be doing as a believer. People want to know, well, what is your political persuasion? None of your business. That's my business. And what difference does it make? You want an opportunity to hate me because I stand on an opposing side? You want to not like me and discount? How shallow, how distracted, how wrong that is in the body of Christ. We stand together under Jesus Christ on the word of God. And that's what binds us together, not politics. And for you to get sucked into that and to, to become angry with people who might stand on an opposing side is a bunch of junk that's been fed to you by the devil. We stand together under Jesus Christ. It's his blood. 
that he shed for you and for me and for all of us. That's what sets us apart from the world. Don't get sucked in to the cares of this world. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who's in office and who's not in office. What matters is that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord and he will turn it. He will turn it. What our part is, is to pray, is to trust God, is to believe, is to believe the best for our nation, for our government, and for those who lead it. That's what we're supposed to do. But you see, Christians get sucked into this. And then they come to church and they're all twisted in church because of what's going on out there. And then you expect the seed of God's word to be effective in your life? Oh, come on, man. Jesus said the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of wealth, the desire for other things come in and chokes the word. How about you? But I want to keep my heart right because I need, I need a harvest in my life. It's, it's God's word that's produced up to this point and, and it's God's word that'll produce in my future as well. I, I've got a responsibility to keep my heart right. The cares of this world. And all, you know, all the devil's trying to do in the body of Christ right now is to divide people. You're a distracted Christian. Don't pray. Don't read the word. Don't talk to the Lord. That's, that's being distracted. Now, I'm not saying you have to be in one hour every day. Don't, don't, don't put that bondage on yourself. You communicate with the Lord all day long. You have times of prayer. You live the life of prayer, but you also have some time of special prayer where you just focus in. You do that on a regular basis as it fits your schedule and your lifestyle. Don't get under condemnation and under bondage with prayer. This is a relationship. But if you don't have that at all and you're devoid of that in your life, as a matter of fact, a lot of these stupid arguments could really be settled if we really, if we really got to back to prayer and got the wisdom of the Lord, got direction from God, we would settle a lot of these things within ourselves and it wouldn't be an issue in our lives. And it definitely wouldn't be an issue in the body of Christ. He said the seed fell upon this thorny ground which is distracted, encumbered, and it couldn't produce. And it choked it out. All these other things came in and choked it out. You see? And it caused it it, it prevented it from growing and abounding. You ought to be more versed in your Bible than you are in current events. I'm not against current events. We should be aware. But you should be more versed in the Word because what's going to put you back and get your attention back and get you settled? It's the Word of God. Because the world is going, I don't know where it's going. It's a mess. But God is together. The Word of God is together. And that's where you got to put your attention. All right. So, let's, verse 20, then we'll get out of here in just a minute. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Everybody say good ground. So this is a good heart. Those who hear the word, accept it. In other words, accept it with the idea that they're going to put this into operation. They hear the word, accept the word, and bear fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. 30, 60, 100. Hear the word and you say, well, what's the difference? You know, how do you get to 100? Well, you start with 30. So it means basically this, some, more, and even more. You start with a little, it grows to a little bit more, and then it grows to a great abundance in your life. 30, 60, and even 100 fold can be produced in your life. He said, but the good heart hears the word, accepts the word, practices the word, 
and brings forth 30, 60, and even 100 fold. That's where I want to be. How about you? Now, let me give you this, let me give you this based upon the statistics here that Jesus just gave us. In a given congregation or church, he says, well, let me go back. There's four kinds of ground. Hard-hearted, rocky, uh, I'm sorry, wayside, rocky, thorny, good. Seed is sown on all four types of soil. I mean, everybody heard the same word. All four conditions, all four soils got the same seed, heard the same word. But only one quarter of those that were sown upon actually brought forth a 30, 60, and even 100-fold return. We're able to bring forth that kind of harvest. So based upon those statistics, it means that quite often we could be together and, and it could be 100 people in a room and only 25 people out of the 100 actually received the seed of that word that could bring forth the harvest of 36 and even 100 fold. Why? Because the other 75 were either hardened, shallow, or distracted. Wow. That's why, going back to our initial scripture, the Bible says in Proverbs 23, above all else, guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. Why? Because your heart is the receiver of the seed of God's word, and your heart is the soil that will bring forth the harvest if you receive it with a good heart. So I don't want to be hard-hearted, I don't want to be shallow, and I don't want to be distracted. I want to put my attention back on the living word, and as a result, I will see a mega harvest in my life. And I have. I don't know about you, but I have. And I continue to see the harvest in my life. Because I'm very mindful to keep myself as best as I can from these other three conditions. Just want to keep a soft and pliable and good heart. So the, the, the whole thing can be brought together like this. We could say this, that no matter how good the preaching, no, how, no matter how effective the pastor or the minister that's giving that word, no matter how awesome the word might be, it will bring forth nothing in a person's life unless their heart is ready to receive that word, keep that word, hold on to that word, and allow it to produce in your life. And that's really the issue that Jesus is talking about. So my heart, my hope is that, my hope is that this would be a church of people that come in with a very fertile heart, ready to receive the word of God and not coming in hardened and not coming in distracted and not coming in shallow, but coming in ready to receive the word of God that it might produce 30, 60, and even 100 fold in my life. That's why you can't hold on to unforgiveness. You can't get involved in this kind of stuff in the world, man. You got to rise above it. You got to be God's man, God's woman. You got to be intoxicated with God and by the word of God. This has got to be first and foremost and primary in your life because the effectiveness of the seed depends upon the condition of the soil, which is your heart. If you want to bring forth a good harvest, you got to have a good heart. Come on, somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a hand clap and a shout. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.